when it's raining Yo, what's up guys? Welcome back to That Fit Podcast, episode number three. Uh, I've got a very, very special guest today, a uh, close friend of mine, and the first woman on the platform. So <laughs> when I first started this, uh, I definitely wanted to get more women on the platform because it's important. It's really important. Obviously, recently we've had a lot of uh, men on the platform sharing their stories, but it's about women as well, and that's super important. At the moment, I feel like society's creating this women empowering women and men empowering women, uh, men, which is super important, but I think the collaboration of men and women is super important as well, so uh, this one's going to be amazing, uh, but today's special guest is Maddie Bartlett. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, what have you been up to? Not much. Just enjoying my break from uni. Well yep. deserved. <laughs> 100%. So um, how long ago did you finish there? I finished about a month ago with flying colours. Mad. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so what's the plan for um, your little break and stuff like that? What are you going to get up to? I actually have no idea. Usually yeah. I'm at a bit of a crossroads because usually every single break I'd go travel. You know, I mm. went to Europe, South America, um, New Zealand. So yeah. usually I'd be traveling. So it's a bit weird for me to be at home on my break. So I'm just going to work and just going to um, save up some money. I don't want to work next year in my final year of uni. So. 100%. <laughs> Speaking of uni, um, obviously uh, – Speak to us a little bit about uh, what you're studying at uni. So I'm studying a Bachelor's of Nutrition and Dietetics at uni. I'm three years in, one year left to go. Super stoked. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nutrition Dietetics. Bad. All right, obviously you've got an um, amazing story, um, obviously going through a period of uh, an eating disorder. Um, so let's really dive into that story. Um, obviously overcoming that is something that Obviously, a lot of people will struggle with now. Um, it's something that people don't speak about a lot, but I think it's super important because obviously now with social media and the pressures of looking a certain way, we'll have pressure on the way you eat. So, um, you know, when did this all start for you and, um, you know, how long did it last? Um, but really, obviously, give us an insight of when it all started. Yeah. So I'll actually start this by touching on the prevalence of it. Um, just even through the past year, um, yep. eating disorder admissions have gone up 212% oh. at the Gold Coast University Hospital. The youngest girl in there is eight years old. Wow. Yeah. Eight years old. Yeah. So that is a pandemic in itself. It's yep. absolutely crazy. Um, but for me, it started at 12 years old. So very, very young. Um, and I think it had a lot to do, well, I know it had a lot to do with um, social media and inspo I guess um in television in movies on social media um the constant talk around women's bodies um and how they needed to look I suppose um women are just so they have got this such a big pressure to look a certain way and I think obviously men have that issue too but 10 years ago when I was 12 years old it was much much more prevalent and we didn't see that diversity of bodies as well shown in media uh, movies and television and stuff so yeah it started off with mental illness so I, I developed anxiety and depression yeah um and that quickly manifested itself into an eating disorder you know yeah. I had such a low self-worth and I felt so out of control in my life so I used food as my coping mechanism yeah 
I also think now that I was using it as a cry for help. Yeah. Um, so this went on for four years. Um, I would go through periods of not eating for two weeks. Yeah. And then I'd l- allow myself. So you wouldn't eat? Nothing. 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 Like I, um, I would have three bottles of water and I'd say breakfast, lunch and dinner. So and you'd say a bottle of water was breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. That's it. Water. Yeah. And then it would go on for about maybe two weeks and then I'd get this intense pain. Like I couldn't take it anymore. So I'd allow myself to eat three grapes and then yeah. I'd go and bring it back up straight that's away. Sweet. And this went on for about four years. I think the biggest meal I would have had in four years, half a sandwich. Yeah. And I went home and ran for half an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. It was really, really intense. So how did, so that's, so obviously when you're that young, you're obviously living, still living with your mum and dad and stuff like that. How did you go about hiding this? Like, I did it. <laughs> um, yeah. I hid it for about oh, a couple months, but you know, they can obviously tell when I'm not at mealtime. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it started raising alarm bells when I was losing a lot of weight. Yeah. I looked very sick. Um, How much did you weigh? You I was, I didn't weigh myself for a, a while because I was too scared. Too if scared, I did, right. it would just send me on a spiral. Yeah. But I remember when I was 16, I would have weighed about 35 kilos. Crazy. Like ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't even know how I survived to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So you're obviously at school and stuff like that. How how did you get through school and stuff like that? Being oh, eating like no food and stuff like that. Man, I didn't. I was the you can ask my mom and dad. Yeah. I was the crankiest, moodiest, <laughs> like loner ever. Like yeah. I'd just sit by myself. I didn't want to be around anybody. Um, I would pretend to go microwave my food for like half an hour and just yeah. sit there hoping no one would notice. Yeah. You know, throw my food out in the bin. Um, but Honestly, I went to such a big school. Um, I was in a grade with about 450 people and teachers should be able to recognize this stuff. You know, I was, I was displaying such clear signs of somebody in trouble and it just went very unnoticed by most people around me, except for my, um, my close family. Yeah. So obviously been at school and stuff like that. What, what sort of signs were you showing at school? Like, do you remember certain periods of time where even you knew you were just like, what is going on? Yeah, of course. I mean, I had such an awful time at school. I barely even went, to be honest, the last yeah. three years of school. I'd just call my mom after being there for an hour and be like, come get me. Yeah, <laughs> I just hated it. And I couldn't quite find my click. Like, obviously, I probably wasn't. If you've ever been around someone hangry, you know, yeah. they're not very good to be around. This and that was just me, yeah. <laughs> hangry all the time. So I wasn't very liked at school. Yeah. And I didn't have many friends. And um, I didn't feel safe there. So yeah. I had a bit of a rough time, to be honest. So obviously moving along and you're heading into age of what, 16 to 18. What was that period of your life like? Because obviously 16 to 18, you know, you're around guys and stuff like that, boyfriends, etc. Um, what was that period and how, how do you think you sort of perceived around like guys and stuff at that time? Well, at 16, I actually got a fake ID of my sister yeah. and it was a bit of an awkward time for me because at 16, that's when most people start their mental health journey, I suppose. Yeah. But Understanding that's when I was, their feelings and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's when I started to heal, yeah. but I wasn't healed. I was starting to heal, but I was still in that awkward phase. Yeah. I got my fake ID and I started yeah. going out far too young and I kind of quickly turned to drugs and alcohol yeah. to... Um, get me through social interactions yeah. and to feel somewhat happy, I suppose. 
Yeah. Mm. So you're going through that stage and stuff like that. What obviously because for most people it could be a really obviously exciting time of their life where they sort of feel a sense of freedom. They have no responsibilities and stuff like that. So how do you go with like? Obviously, you would not felt that you had responsibilities and stuff like that. But how did you sort of navigate that that time where you're obviously going out, you're partying a lot, and stuff like that? So how do you how did you get through that? Well, in my mind, I compensated that for going to the gym and eating yep. healthy. I'd say um, when I was healing, I found a love for the gym and eating healthy, yep. which I now know was my eating disorder trying to hide in something else yeah I thought it was the healthy thing to do and everyone around me complimented me on how healthy I was and Mm. how proud they were of me of finding exercise and um, healthy eating in a good way but I think I even thought that too but now I look back I'm like oh man that was my eating disorder with a shield going if I just hide my restrictive eating and my over exercising with something that society perceives as healthy yeah no one will look at me, and they didn't. And I thought I was healed for a long time, but I wasn't. Definitely not. So how how many times in a week and stuff uh, were you training? What were you doing? Was it gym work, um, running and stuff cardio. like that? <laughs> cardio. Just cardio. Just non-stop cardio. Cringe. Um, cardio. I'd go probably twice a day, yeah. and I was that crazy woman that would, you know, weigh themselves before the treadmill, go run for half an hour, yeah. and then go weigh themselves again. You know, I was pretty – intense with my cardio training and I thought carbs were evil (laughs) so I didn't eat bread I was just eating like um fruits and vegetables um no carbs and they're just doing cardio yeah so obviously in that time social media is a big presence and sort of where were you going to look for your information were you looking for information or was it something that you're just guessing in black okay I just gonna eat these three grapes and shit yeah like that. well I don't remember the specific accounts but I remember just like um fitspo accounts yeah so like Instagram influencers you know posing in their active wear yeah um promoting their skinny me teas and promoting yeah. their diet supplements and me begging my mom to buy them for me 100% <laughs> when so obviously with the nutrition information now these days I sort of want to touch on obviously 18 your is this when you found your passion for obviously going into a space where you are now was that the Mm. well I actually chose my um degree in grade 12 so when we're planning out our future I suppose I that was like a clear winner for me I think because I always know that or was it a period of time where you sat down like what what is really going to be my passion were you even looking for were you someone that's like what am I going to do and stuff like that or was it straight away like okay this is definitely what I'm going to do yeah well I actually think I think it's a bit um I think this passion was always inside of me but I didn't know how to express it express it it. and I expressed it in a way that was unhealthy I now have learned to use that um it's not so much an obsession anymore but that use that passion for something good Mm. And in the pursuit of knowledge. And my healing journey really got me interested in the true nutrition and how to really nourish your body. So that really um, grew my, turned my obsession into passion. Passion. Yeah. That's crazy. So uh, what have you learned through the process of obviously doing this degree, learning about nutrition, everything around eating, obviously a little bit of psychology stuff 
and everything like that, what has really set a fire inside you to continue to help people that are obviously going through something like this? I think a lot of it at the start had to do with like healing my inner child. So what did I need at that time from somebody to help me? Because I want to specialise in healing the relationship with food because it's, I think it's so damaged. Like even if you don't have an eating disorder, a lot of people have a very bad relationship with food and it's either a nuisance for them or they are scared of it or they um, only get their information from social media. Um, And I really just want to share the truth about nutrition and show a way to nourish yourself that's not just in terms of like seeing food as numbers and macros and uh, micronutrients because it's so much more it's social sure. it's emotional it's environmental it's behavioral it's cultural traditional it's there's so many sure. factors to it you know and if you're going to heal somebody's um, relationship with food you can't just give them a diet plan yeah. because you know that just takes all the power away from them I want to give the power to people give them the right information to create sustainable changes to really nourish not just their body yeah. but their mind and their spirit too Sweet. So with yourself now obviously going through um, and learning about nutrition, how do you like to – what's changed from obviously back when you are going through it to now? Like how do you – what's changed in terms of food and everything like that? How do you go about eating daily? Um, give us a little bit of insight of how you like to go through your day in terms of eating. Yeah, so I consider myself to follow the approach of intuitive eating. Yeah. So intuitive eating is really about having a good relationship with food, um, tapping into that inner self and trusting it to tell you what it needs. So listening to your hunger and your fullness cues, listening to how your body feels after eating eating certain foods, incorporating gentle nutrition. Yeah. Um, and monitoring your energy levels, your mood. Um, so I really focus on all forms of health, not just my body, you know. So And I use intuition. So I'll wake up and I go, oh, how do I feel today? Yeah. Do I want something light? Do I want something more um, fulfilling? Do I feel um, – what sort of foods do I feel like, you know? And then I use this method. Um, I think about three things when I'm creating a meal. So yeah. the – First thing I think about is, um, well, the first thing I think about is like, what do I feel like, really? Yeah. Um, the second thing is macronutrients. So have I got protein, carbs, and fat in one way or another? Yes. Micronutrients, how can I add them? Fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds. Yeah. Number three, satisfaction. How can I make this a more enjoyable meal? How can I make it a more fulfilling meal to make me feel energized for the day? Yeah. Because I think that's a, obviously a very misunderstood thing is that um, people use eating as a way to make their body look a certain way, but they forget, obviously, as a human, we need energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously with people with misinformation, they're like, it's not about energy. If you want to look look a certain way, you have to eat this and that. So what is, obviously, we were just talking about this before, and you spend, a for dietitians, obviously, you spend a lot of time trying to, educate people on misinformation so what's something that you see consistently on social media and stuff like that um that really obviously I guess bothers you mm-hmm. what's some of the stuff that you continually see um that really bothers you oh 
man. How much time do we have? All the time <laughs> in the world. Okay. Um, I'll name the ones that just really get me going. Yeah. So the carnivore diet. Yeah. That's one that's very prevalent right now. For sure. Um, supplements. Supplements have their place, yeah. but they're not the be all, yeah. end all. And most of the time you can get what you're getting from a supplement from food. From food. Yeah. So if um, people were obviously looking to su- um, supplement, obviously because it can be a convenience thing, right? What mm-hmm. sort of supplements um, would you go with that people could use every day if they were to use supplements? Protein powder. Yeah. That's something I would use. I mainly eat vegetarian, so it's yep. an easy way for me to get um, protein in my diet. I think that's great. Um, creatine, if you're yep. an athlete. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Do you <laughs> use fish oils and stuff like that at all? What, sorry? Fish oil and stuff like that at all? Do no, you use that? No. If you're getting enough, I think before you start any sort of supplementation, go get a blood test done. Yeah. If you're hitting all your levels of, mm. you know, your vitamins and minerals, you're fine. Any yeah. excess just it going to get excreted anyways yeah you know don't just willy-nilly go on any supplement that you see because it's claimed as healthy it might be healthy but you already might be getting enough so it's most of the time unnecessary or say if you want to get more vitamin c you go buy a 50 dollar bottle of vitamin c yeah you can get all your vitamin c levels for the day from an orange okay yeah you know that's much cheaper than just one orange yeah from one orange get all your vitamin c yeah yeah so are you someone in terms of eating daily do you like are you a do you have a certain amount of meals each day or is it just go on feel and stuff like that? I go on feel. Yeah. But usually for me it'll I eat every like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> um so I'll have breakfast, a couple hours later I'll have like a snack, usually like a piece of fruit or something. Um, lunch, snack, dinner. So I usually have like five meals five a day. Meals a day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I just wanna to touch on obviously you mentioned that um you're mostly vegetarian now. What sort of pushed you that way? Um, you know, the reasons behind it. Was it ethical? Was it um, health-based? Sort of let me know um, what what that change there was like for you. Um, yeah, so it's mainly ethical and environmental. So I just really – I tried to do full vegetarian, but for me I think restricting any food group or anything in my life just isn't good for my um, – state of being so yeah. a good way for me to do that is to just not have meat in the house and if I go out and want meat yeah and eat it it's okay. just yeah so I'm 90% of the time vegetarian and then yeah yeah it's just a bit of more a flexible way sweet so looking over um obviously that period of time from 12 um to 16 and then obviously 16 you started to hear a little bit but still had that obviously shield up what what has that whole challenge of overcoming that taught yourself what have you learned about yourself and what um you know changes how much happier healthy healthier are you what what has that challenge been like for you to overcome that um I think it's really about tapping into your inner self and understanding your intentions for things not just so when I was going to the gym and exercising that's like a that's a healthy thing to do right but I wasn't healthy and it was more unhealthy for me to do that because my intentions were not right yeah my intentions were I want to look a certain way I still want to restrict I still want to have some sort of control over my life and a healthy thing was then turned unhealthy by my intentions yeah I think you really need to understand why you're doing what you're doing and have clear intentions um 
And now I really ask myself that every time I'm doing something, like if I'm going to eat a healthy meal, am I doing this to fit a certain profile? Am I doing this to look good? Am I doing this, you know, um, for vain aesthetic reasons? Or am I doing this to feel good? You know, really setting my intentions and getting them right before I go and do something. So with that, obviously with your intentions and stuff, what's – What's your intentions now moving forward with um, this, obviously, career? What are your intentions? What are you trying to get out of it? What are you trying to help people um, do in terms of, you know, moving forward? Really, I just want to heal people's relationship with food. Um, And it can be as simple as that, but it can also change so many aspects in your life. Like food has a role in in pretty much all aspects, you know. Um, in social aspects, in in your mood, in your skin, in your health, in your movement, in yep. pretty much every form, you know. Um, so I just, yeah, I want to heal people's relationship with food and get them focus on each aspect of health, not just the body. Yeah. So yeah. diving into every other aspect of their health, how um, has obviously overcoming the eating disorder and now like what has what effect has it had on your other areas of your life? So I'm much more social. Yeah. <laughs> My relationships are just so, so much better. So much better, man. Um, yeah. So socially, my mood. Yeah. I'm just. I'm so much yeah, happier. Definitely. I remember the first time we sort of met you and stuff like that. You've you've definitely come a long way, and that's the thing. Especially we we're speaking about obviously on the weekend when we went and had dinner and stuff like that with the crew. As um, you know, it's really about learning from your mistakes and overcoming the challenges and um, people sort of have that sort of vibe about them now and it's something that you definitely have right now that um, obviously back then you still you seemed outgoing but I think you're more outgoing because you felt like you had to be but now it's from such a um, true um, place that it's it's good to be around right thank you Um, so that's that's super amazing but in terms of other aspects of your life, like in terms of training, do you train at all in terms of moving your body? Yeah, so a big part of intuitive eating is finding movement that works for you. Yeah. Um, so I have quit gym. Not To start with, I did it to – I use that as a crutch for myself. So I was like, let's yeah. just take that out of the equation and stop for a while. Yeah. I had to stop all forms. Was that to sort of see how you – actually felt without going to those places yeah yeah Yeah. and I also moved like half an hour away from the closest gym so I was like too much driving and I was so busy with uni but it was probably the best thing I could do for myself like I haven't gone to the gym now in probably like a year um but now I work out about three to four times a week and I'll do it in the morning and I do like a 15 minute Pilates session in my living room okay and Pilates and yoga is something that I've really found love for as well. That's yep. like my movement. Movement, yeah. Yeah, and also considering my lifestyle. I'm such an active person. You know, I yeah. go swimming, I go walking, yeah. um, traveling around. Like I do – I live such an active lifestyle as well, which most mm. people don't take into consideration yeah. when they're thinking about movement and exercise. Um, but it's all just intuitive, really. Like if I wake up and I – I only do it when I'm like, yeah, I want to work out. I want to move my body. I want to sweat, yeah. you know, and that's a, that's a lot of the time. If you give yourself the chance 
and take the need away from it. Like you need to work out, you need to push through, you need to do this. Your mm. body will tell you, it'll go, I want to move, wanna move. Yeah, I want to move. And it's so much better. Like I used to go sit in a gym for an hour, just hating it, wanting to get out, but needing to do it to prove to myself. Yeah. But now I feel it, you know, yeah. that 15 minutes does far more for me than, than spending an hour the whole at the gym. Because I'm connected, I'm mindful, I'm... Yeah. I'm noticing how my muscles are working, mm. you know, and I'm much, I, I get so much more sore now because I'm just so active and mindful yeah. while I'm doing it. And I love it. I love moving my body. So in terms of moving and stuff like that, what, where do you, what sort of plays are you with a certain person and stuff like that? Just to obviously give people a few um, places that they could look to go and do yoga and Pilates. Who are you with? Do you follow any sort of program and stuff like that? I don't follow any programs, but I do. I usually do them on YouTube. I yep. watch Pamela Reef. Okay, she's yep. really good. Um, and Mad Fit. Yeah, those two um, Is girls. That you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be. Um, those two girls do really, really good um, Pilates, and they also do like these, like they called like happy cardio. Okay, and yep. man, I tell look me a like, bit more about that. <laughs> I look like such a loser when I do it. I have to like shut my curtains and stuff because I'm not quite confident yep. enough yet. But it's like a dance <laughs> style of cardio, yeah. and it's so much. That's fun. sick. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. So it, it makes you happy as well, and like yeah. that endorphin flow and stuff like that. For me, I get that similar drive from like the gym. It's, yeah. it's so weird. Like I have. I'm the same. I have to do it by myself, but I'll just come home. Like I have not like no shirt on. I'll just put music on, and it's that is what fulfills me. That's what gives me um, so much happiness as well. And I can feel like the way you were just saying. I was just like, that's actually the best thing. Like, but obviously, you wouldn't have been able to get to this place without going through. Um, obviously, the challenge of an eating disorder and for people um, that are listening that may be going through something like that. What sort of um, message would you be giving to them for someone that's going through um, that sort of time right now? Mm-hmm. I think understanding or knowing that you can and will get through it. Yeah. I know that's such a cliche, but yeah. just knowing that you have the ability. You were, like, when you were going through that, what what were your thoughts? Be like, I don't think this is ever going to end because no, I had a sort of similar experience at the start of like COVID and stuff like that where I went through this probably a period of like a month or two months where eating was just off the charts. Like I literally like, I remember one day going to work and I literally stopped at three places on the way to work. So I stopped there like fucking Maccas on the way and then I stopped at like two service stations and I don't know if it's just like from like stress or probably like um social media like press and stuff because obviously it's fitness as a way was um for sports and performance but then when i'd stopped playing um sports it became about looking a certain way and that pressure and then it sort of was a sort of spiral as well but i remember some days and it was just like off the chain like just non-stop eating i was just like there's like actually something going on but obviously it wasn't to the extent that you were, but it, it can be a scary place, right? So what were some of the times, what was probably the darkest moments that you had? It's going to get really real here. 100%. Um, so I tried to take my own life yep. when I was 16. That's when it hit rock bottom for me. I was sitting in my room. I was starving. I was in 
so much pain like my stomach yeah. it still hasn't recovered my stomach it's yeah. I, I have some like, that's so interesting so when i had stuff, that yeah there's one day obviously i'm gonna be real here too is that i got home from work and i had eaten like seven times that day and like i just couldn't stop like even at work i was stopping like non-stop and i mm. had to get something to eat mm. and i got home and my like stomach was just so sore and i remember sitting in my room and then I was just like had the sore stomach and I started getting these like dots on my like um stomach and stuff like that mm. and I was just like there's something definitely wrong here I remember just fucking sitting in the shower and I was just like crying I was just like fuck this is there's definitely something going on but for me I was just like I'm a really resilient person and like all I knew was hard work and that if I continued to you know bet on myself that everything would be sweet like obviously didn't get to that point where you were but it can be super scary. So from that day, like obviously waking up the next day, what was that like? Did you have a sense of relief or was it like continued pain of like what the fuck is going on? Well, I was all, uh, I was really fucked up for yeah. like obviously like a week after, but I remember I was sitting in my room by myself and I was just thinking, thinking, thinking. I did a lot of thinking. Yeah. Um, but something just clicked something clicked in my head and was like what are you doing yeah you can keep going like this you're yeah. going to die yeah like you will die mm. you've just nearly died like i had obviously the near-death experience and, and inflicted by myself but it was like you can keep going and you're gonna die or you can just choose you can choose to change like right now yeah and it was it's I don't like saying this because it sounds like it's just like a one little thought and you've changed your life. But yeah. it honestly was. I, it was a click and it was like, it just has change. To be, especially when you get to that point, yeah. right? Yeah, and that was it. And then I literally, from that day on, I left my room. I remember I had a meal and my mum was like crying. She's like, what the so hell is going happened? on? In four years, not seeing me eat yeah. a meal. She was just like, what the hell? And I did it like silently. And it was when everybody sort of left me alone. Yeah, They were like, I can't help you. I cannot yeah. help you anymore. So everybody left me alone. That's when I was like, did my change. When yeah. people just left me alone, it was me, myself. And yeah. I had that. I had those two options, you know? And yeah. I uh, thankfully, I chose a second option. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's so special in terms of you think about the most successful people and they always talk about the darkest times. And it's just that going through those experiences really build, build you as a person and Obviously now um, you spend a little bit more time in solitude. You like to spend time alone. Um, do you meditate and stuff like that a lot? Yeah. So I got into meditation in the last year, I'd say. Um, and I actually started with um, Cool To Be Conscious. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Leon, um, yeah. Gabby and Josh went to our first session together and that was very um, transformative. Um, what was that experience like for you? Did you, I know obviously I had a friend that come like a couple of weeks ago and she like cried and stuff like that. Did you have that experience? Or yeah. What a, yeah. Yeah. It bring up a lot of stuff for me. Yeah. It brings up what Was it you around like heal. eating no. and stuff like that? No, Was but it gave me a lot of insight of like why that happened yeah. to me and what I was using it for and what it meant for me. Because I really didn't understand. I was like, it just... You know, I was unlucky and I got yeah. an eating disorder, but now I can link the dots and go, oh, mm. this led to this and I felt this way and that caused me to use it as this. Yeah. So for me, it's like 
my problem wasn't with food. My problem was up here. Yeah. I was just using food just as like a drug addict would use drugs or yeah. an alco- um, alcoholic would use alcohol. Mm. Mine was food. Yeah. It wasn't about fixing the food. It was about fixing Your my mind. self-worth. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So what, obviously, do you, what is, what is your morning routine like? Do you have a morning routine at all? Um, it's a bit all over the place because yeah. I've got a bit going on. Like yeah. I work, I study, mm. um, I sometimes just don't do anything. Like at yeah. the moment I'm on break, so it's a bit weird. But yeah. um, usually I'll get up around like 6am. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll go for a walk on the beach with my dog Bailey yeah. and Josh. Um, sometimes it'll either be a walk or it'll be um, my Pilates or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, get home. I'll cook a nice breakfast at the moment. I'm, I'm obsessed with um, avocado on toast. Okay. Basic. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, usually when I'm studying, it'll just be study all day yeah. or it'll be work all day. Um, and then at the end of the day, I love to do yoga and um, some breath work and meditation. So obviously at such a young age, being 21, what what does the future look like for you? Where would you like to head in terms of um, this career? Okay. Um, so at the moment I'm working with a charity um, called Healed, healed.ed on Instagram. Um, and we've recently launched a project called Our Voice. Yep. Um, and we just run our first night about a month ago. Um, and it's me and three other young women who have experienced similar things to me. So three of us had an eating disorder and one had, um, she suffered with PTSD. Okay. Um, and we each shared our stories. It was a really special night. Um, and there was about 90 people that came, um, and we're just trying to raise awareness and create a safe space, uh, safe space for others to speak up as well. Um, so we're hoping to run a few more of those events. It went really well, so that shouldn't be a problem. Um, and we've recently just got a grant to take it into six schools next year. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, working with youth, mental illness and eating disorders, just jumping right into that space. That's where my passion lies. Um, and then I'm in my last year of uni, so I'm just going to be like studying hardcore next really year. Really getting after it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll be a registered dietitian, yeah. which is so exciting. Um, and yeah, and then hopefully I'll be able to maybe start taking online clients, um, maybe find a space on the Gold Coast that does um, works with um, intuitive eating and healing your relationship with food. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm set on finding a place that holds my values yeah i'm not going to be writing any meal plans or doing any dieting or anything like that amazing (laughs) all right um so what what's the thing that uh makes makes you the most happiest right now if you could think of anything in your life right now what what really brings you the most fulfillment and happiness i'm gonna be a bit selfish here and just see just saying how noticing how far i've come and what i've transformed myself into yeah. like seeing at the very dark dark place I've I was at and I've had to bring I've had to share this story quite a lot in the but last but it never months. gets old does it yeah and you, each time I say it I'm like man I was fucking sick like, 100%. I'm so cool like I yeah. did that I did that and that yeah. is I'm so proud of myself oh, and you should be yeah like and 
seeing where I was and now seeing like after that night where we did the charity event there was a few young girls that afterwards say like bring up their stories and now are going to the charity to do retreats and do some healing and um, seeking that help so that hearing that somebody got something out of that and is now working on healing themselves man that's that's something special that makes my like skin tingle hearing their story especially because how how old were they these girls that came are uh, around 12 years old, 12 to like 15, so very Easy. young, yeah. But just hearing that I've inspired somebody else to think that they have the strength to speak up and do some, you know, start their healing journey, just that is something that, you know. 100%. Uh, and you're especially at a young age, you're leading the charge there. So, um, man, I can't wait to see, you know, the work that you continue to do, share your story and help others obviously speak up. But, um grateful for you to come on in terms of obviously grateful what's something that you're grateful for today the sunshine the sunshine it's amazing <laughs> we haven't seen it in a while i know especially after <laughs> the rain as well yeah. so um yeah i appreciate you coming on um that's an amazing story um i obviously we've spoken about a little bit but um to go into that sort of depth is amazing i'm guarantee that someone out there um, will find amazing value from that especially for women to speak about it mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of men's health stuff and people speaking about their stuff and we've had people on about that but to bring a woman onto a platform especially to speak with me a man um, that just hits different and I appreciate you coming on obviously um, as always like comment and subscribe there is going to be other content for that fit um, other than podcast um, so yeah let me know what you guys think. Um, thank you to Medic coming on. Um, an amazing story. Um, but as always, stay fit and stay vibey. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>